With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sothopoulos, the Statman on a Saturday morning, the 27th of May. 2017. It is 9 a.m. in the East. We are live on Block Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic imitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy as I take through the world of sports. A good Saturday morning out there, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of This Week in Fantasy Sports. We're going to take a look at the weekly best of week eight, look ahead to week nine for injuries, hot pickups. We're going to continue our stock up, stock down segment that we started last week. We went around the infield last week. This week, outfielders and pitchers, starters and relievers. So we're going to take a look at uh, uh, who's hot and who's not there, as well as uh, we'll take a look at which closers are the ones to own, as a closer was just named in Washington. So we will uh, we'll take you through all that good stuff. And the Stanley Cup final begins and, and uh, we will have uh, uh, a little look at what's going on there. In fact, it begins on Monday night, Memorial Day night in Pittsburgh between the Penguins and the Nashville Predators, the first final for the Nashville Predators and the Pens trying to repeat as Stanley Cup champions. NBC will have game one, 8 p.m., CBC uh, and Sportsnet and TV uh, up north. And uh, game two Wednesday, game three Saturday, June 3rd in Nashville, game four Monday, June 5th in Nashville. And then if necessary, uh, game five would be Thursday, June 8th, six, uh, game six would be Sunday, June 11th. And if there is a game seven, the final will be June 14th. All games starts 8 PM, all games on CBC, Sportsnet and TV in Canada, all games except two and three will be on the NBC, uh, NBC network, the flagship NBC sports network will have game two and game three. So that is the schedule, as we will see if the Pens will repeat uh, like they did in um, 91 and 92. Nashville getting there for the first time. Peter Laviolette trying to get his second cup as he won with the Carolina Hurricanes back in 05-06. So we will see what happens there. Of course, uh, local rooting interests will probably go heavily to Nashville because of several reasons. Pittsburgh-Philly rivalry, Pittsburgh and, you know, basically um, every other team in the uh, Metropolitan Division despising Pittsburgh and Sidney Crosby. So the Rangers probably gonna, Ranger fans are probably going to go for Nashville. Islander fans are probably going to go for Nashville. Devil fans are probably going to go for Nashville. Um, Boston fans might go for Pittsburgh because P.K. Subban is on Nashville. Of course, they hated uh, Montreal Canadiens. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where, where the uh, allegiances lie. But it should be a fun series. It should be a good series. Nashville playing well, even though Ryan Johansson is out for the rest of the playoffs. So in terms of your bracket challenge, have you, uh, uh, have you been keeping up with your bracket challenge? I, I was stopped at 56 points because I didn't have any of the final four. Uh, I had Washington beating Chicago in the final, so you see where I'm at. 
I picked alt shock, which is a mistake and usually is a mistake. Uh, but hopefully you're doing better than that. And in terms of overall conference finals statistics, Philip Forsberg had seven points in six games, five goals, two assists. Sidney Crosby, Phil Kessel, Evgeny Malkin, Bobby Ryan, all with six points, all coming out of the Eastern Conference final. Crosby, three goals and three assists, but the other uh, three players had two goals and four assists in the seven-game series. Malkin, 26 penalty minutes. Had some misconducts there. And uh, if uh, you get credit for penalty minutes, then Malkin was your guy. Kessel had five power play points, four for Crosby, three for Malkin. Um, but that, that was uh, kind of the best of the best. In terms of uh, plus-minus, Colton Sissons, who had the winner in Game 70, had three goals and an assist during the series, but he was a plus-six. Philip Forsberg also a plus-six. Eric Carlson, five assists in the seven-game series. He was a plus-five. Uh, looking for... Face-off uh, uh, face winning percentage, Antoine Vermette was the best regular centerman at 63.3%. Matt Cullen of Pittsburgh, 576 uh, So those were your, your best players. Ryan Kessler of Anaheim, 55.2%. And if you're looking at the overall scoring table and you're wondering how the players are, are, are doing, Evgeny Malkin is the leading scorer in the playoffs right now, seven goals and 17 assists for 24 points. Sidney Crosby second at 20 points, seven goals and 13 assists. The top scorers of teams that are now um, eliminated from the playoffs, Ryan Getzlaff of the Ducks tied for third with Phil Kessel, but he had 19 points in 17 games, eight goals and 11 assists. A great playoff for Ryan Getzlaff, the veteran and the captain. Eric Carlson for Ottawa, two goals, 16 assists for 18 points. His assist stands second behind Malkin. Carlson was also a plus 13 uh, for, the, uh, for the playoffs, and he played in, uh, in 19 games for Ottawa, even though he was hampered by injury uh, during, that, uh, during that series. I know he left the game early against the Rangers in the second-round series, uh, but uh, Carlson was fantastic. And Edmonton's Leon Dreisaitl had some outbursts during, this, during the uh, playoffs, 16 points. Uh, in 13 games, six goals and 10 assists. In terms of rookies, Jake Gunsel so far has been fantastic for Pittsburgh, and he will continue to play on nine goals, seven assists in 19 games. And uh, if you're looking for overall uh, overall faceoff uh, winning percentage, uh, let's see. The probably the best uh, would be uh, we have Charlie Coyle at 66.7 percent, but not a lot of draws taken. Miko Koivu at 64.2. Tomas Hurdle. At 62.6, those were all first-round uh, teams that exited in the first round. But uh, Antoine Vermette at 60.8% from Anaheim, and uh, uh, th- those would be the best. Matt Cullen is at 56.5 for the uh, entire playoffs. So he will be a guy uh, that will take a lot of defensive draws, you would imagine, in the playoffs. Penalty minutes, Nick Ritchie of Anaheim, 46 in 15 games. Five power play goals for Phil Kessel. Uh, leads the way. He also has 11 power play points, which also leads the way. And uh, game winners so far in these playoffs, Jake Gunsel, Corey Perry of Anaheim, and Jaden Schwartz of St. Louis, as well as Bobby Ryan of Ottawa, had three game-winning goals um, so far. And overtime goals, Corey Perry had three of them in, in, his, in the playoffs, but they are now out. Uh, let's take a look at uh, goaltenders very quickly to see how they're doing in your playoff pools. Of course, if you have Pekka Rene, uh, or if you have uh, uh, Matt Murray, those would be the best ones going. But uh, Matt Murray is 3-1 and one because he's only started four games. He came in relief of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in, uh, in game number uh, three. 
and Murray has been in the nets ever since as he finished that series against Ottawa. Uh, Rene has been in the uh, net every single game for Nashville, and he has been in 16. He's 12-4 and four with a 1.70 goals against average, and if Nashville wins the uh, Stanley Cup, uh, it's a good bet that he would get the Conn Smythe. Uh, Matt Murray, though, in uh, as I said, in four games starts, five games overall, has a 1.35 goals against. Um, and uh, there were a total of, and, and I'm not counting Chad Johnson, he got into one game, uh, but as far as the uh, uh, the other goaltenders, there were six goaltenders so far who have an, a sub-2.00 goals against average. Um, Murray, Rene, Martin Jones of San Jose was a hard luck uh, loser, as well as uh, Carey Price, Devin Dubnik. Uh, who were all ousted in the first round. And Jake Allen uh, had a 1-9-6 goals against. He had a 6-5 and five record. And most shutouts so far, well, Fleury, Rene, and Cam Talbot all had two shutouts. And Fleury and Rene will play on, even though Fleury's probably going to uh, grab some pine. Fleury, 9-6 at 2.56 goals against average. In terms of save percentages of uh, uh, of qualifying goaltenders, Matt Murray, 946, Pekka Rene, 941. Those are the two best. Jake Allen and Martin Jones were tied for third at 935. So the two best save percentage goaltenders, the two best goals against goaltenders will be in the Stanley Cup final, which makes a lot of sense. But everyone talks about the offense. They talk about Crosby and Malkin, and they talk about, uh, of course, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the firepower, especially on Pittsburgh's side. Uh, but the goaltending has been uh, excellent, especially uh, with Nashville's Pekka Rene. And uh, we will see what happens in the Stanley Cup final. Okay, we have about eight minutes after the hour as we uh, are uh, moving forward here. The last Sunday in May, happy Memorial Day to you and yours. Hope you have a wonderful weekend and hopefully enjoy uh, the weather. If the weather is good where you are in the New York metro area, Monday might be a little tough uh, on the actual Memorial Day, but the rest of the weekend looks to be pretty good and if you're in the northeast that should uh, that should be about about right nice temperatures in the 70s and a nice late spring uh, type of atmosphere the indianapolis 500 this weekend so a lot of great stuff on the sports docket as we mentioned stanley cup final starting on monday but let's turn our attention to fantasy baseball week eight going into week nine and we're going to look back at the last seven days for the weekly best may 20th through the 26th and looking at the best uh, players in fantasy baseball, and among the hitters, Charlie Blackman was the uh, best hitter in fantasy baseball. What a week he had, 14 for 32, a 438 batting average, a slugging percentage of 812, and that means an OPS of 1255 when you look at the 441 on-base percentage and the 812 slugging. Three home runs, 14 runs batted in. The 14 RBIs that he had were uh, five better than anyone else. Anthony Rendon and Abasail Garcia of the White Sox had nine RBIs apiece, but Blackman had his 14, and that was huge. Also added a couple of steals, too. He had 41 fantasy points. Second was Adam Frazier of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He batted 369 for 25, two homers, eight RBIs, eight walks, and only three strikeouts. Good plate discipline by Adam Frazier. He had 38 fantasy points. Anthony Rizzo. With a solid week, 368 average, a slugging percentage of 1053. He had four home runs among his seven hits and 19 at bats, six RBIs, three walks, did not strike out a single time. For the year, his batting average, which was hovering around the Mendoza line, is now up to 240 uh, for the year. Anthony Rendon at 35 fantasy points. Paul Goldschmidt, 34 fantasy points. Round out the top five. Rendon, four homers and nine RBIs and a 444 batting average and only 18 at bats. Uh, he had the fewest of any at-bats on the top five. And Paul Goldschmidt 
batted an even 410 for 25 with a homer, five RBIs, added two doubles and a triple as well. Most home runs among uh, hitters this week, Rendon, Scott Schebler of Cincinnati, and Rizzo had four home runs. We mentioned the 14 RBIs by Blackman. And in terms of runs scored, Paul, Paul Goldschmidt, Corey Dickerson of Tampa had nine runs scored. Jose Abreu of the White Sox, Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox, and Michael Conforto of the Mets had eight runs scored. Speaking of Conforto, he was the top local hitter for the week, 364 average. He was eight for 22 with two doubles and two home runs, five RBIs, but he did have nine strikeouts. He had 27 fantasy points. Now among the pitchers, the top pitchers in fantasy baseball for week number eight, Robbie Ray had two fantastic starts, did not allow a single earned run in 14 and two-thirds innings, and only four hits and three walks. So his whip was .48. That's under a half a base runner an inning. 15 strikeouts in those 14 and two-thirds innings. The crafty left-hander had 67 fantasy points for the year. Robbie Ray of the Arizona Diamondbacks has an ERA of 3.45 in 10 games, starts 60 innings, 74 strikeouts. That's an excellent strikeout uh, uh, ratio. Uh, a whip of 1.2, but he's only four and three, and that's because the Diamondbacks are not scoring runs for him. However, he has pitched extremely well. Two straight times out, he has not allowed an earned run. So uh, those were the two starts this week, both on the road in San Diego and Milwaukee. Jaime Garcia was number two with 48 fantasy points. He was one and one, a hard left loser. He allowed one earned run in 14 and two-thirds innings, 11 hits, two walks, 13 strikeouts, and he had 48 points. Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox, the top local, he had 46 fantasy points, 14 innings, 12 strikeouts, a 1.93 ERA, but he did win both of his starts. All three left-handers at the top of the list, but he is on a three-game winning streak and over the past week uh, defeated the A's with three runs on six hits in eight innings, and Seattle held them scoreless uh, and only five hits allowed in six innings and uh, dropped his ERA for the season under three. He's now at 2.77 and a whip of 1.12, a very good number. And in nine starts, 10 appearances overall, he is at four and one for the year. So Eduardo Rodriguez really asserting himself in that Red Sox rotation. He has 46 fantasy points for the past week. Closing out the top five, Carlos Martinez of the Cardinals, who had a no decision and a loss in two quality starts, totaling 16 in the third innings. 1.65 1.65 ERA, 0.67 whip, and 14 strikeouts, uh, 45 points for him. And Sean Benea of the Oakland A's, two wins, one quality start, one not quality, 12 innings, 1.50 ERA, and uh, 11 strikeouts. He had 44 fantasy points. Rodriguez, the top local, top one-star pitcher, Irvin Santana of the Minnesota Twins, two-hit shutout, two walks, six strikeouts in, uh, in Santana and the Twins' victory. Uh, where Santana pitched, and that was in Baltimore. His ERA for the season now at 1.80 in 10 starts, 70 innings, 50 strikeouts, a .83 whip, and Santana at the age of 34 is having his best season uh, in his major league career at this point. He had seven wins all of last year in 30 starts, seven wins in 2015 and 17 starts. He has seven wins in 10 starts so far this year. His all-time most wins in a season was 17 set with the Angels in 2010. He has won 15 or more games three times. Uh, all of them were with the L.A. Angels, and he's been around since 2005. So he has 140 wins in his career and a lifetime ERA of 4.08. So regression is most likely coming. However, he has had a couple of good ERA seasons. He had a 3.24 ERA and 32 starts for the uh, Royals in 2013. 
And in last year for the uh, Twins, he had a 3.38 ERA, including two complete games and one shutout. This year, two complete games, two shutouts, and he has been uh, he has been excellent. When you look at the hits to innings, he is allowing under four hits per nine innings. That is unbelievable. The numbers that he is putting up uh, this year for uh, uh, for the Twins, as they have uh, had a, had a, a solid season so far. The top reliever, Ken Giles. Houston, the former Philly, three saves in four innings, didn't allow a run, a single hit, no walks, six strikeouts. He had 41 fantasy points. And uh, we mentioned Rodriguez is the top local. So that is a look at the weekly best. 15, minute pa- 15 minutes past the hour. We have a lot to get to. We started going through our stock up, stock down last week. Uh, we went through catcher, first, second, third, and shortstop. We're going to go to outfield and starting pitcher and relief pitcher this week. We're going to take a look at the last three weeks uh, and, and, and the numbers for uh, those positions. We're also going to take a look at injuries and hot pickups if you need players uh, because they're either they're injured or they're ineffective. Players on the waiver wire for shallow, medium-sized, and deep leagues that might be able to help you. We also have our two start pitchers, uh, players who uh, we think you should start or sit, and that goes against um, whether they're starting now. Uh, and also... Uh, hitting notes, uh, easy schedules, and and uh, and hard schedules for the upcoming week. Another uh, another thing of note here too is we're going to take a look at uh, how the rookies are doing in each of those positions uh, as part of our stock up, stock down. We did that last week for the uh, uh, for the hitters around the uh, around the infield. So that's uh, that's where we stand now for. Um, uh, for week number nine or week number nine coming up. And let's start with outfielders. Now we mentioned how Charlie Blackman was a top hitter in fantasy baseball. Well, Blackman is a top outfielder in the last three weeks. He has 89 fantasy points. That's a shade under 30 a week with five home runs and 20 runs batted in batting 412 an OPS of 1174. And his five home runs are not the best. Mike Trout and JD Martinez have seven apiece. Uh, and in terms of RBIs, Blackman's 20 is the best by three over Mookie Betts, who conveniently is second among all fantasy hitters over the last three weeks, um, among outfielders, I should say, over the last three weeks. Um, Mookie Betts only batting 279, but slugging 544. He had 84 fantasy points. Mike Trout, third at 78 points. Jose Bautista, 74 points. And Corey Dickerson rounding out the top five at 69 points. Michael Conforto, a point out of fifth. At 68 points, uh, but uh, you, you look at the uh, uh, the top rotisserie players at those positions. Corey Dickerson has 21 runs scored. That is the most, one ahead of Blackman and Conforto. Dickerson batting 345 and slugging 667 with six homers and 13 RBIs. But the problem with Dickerson: 21 strikeouts and 84 at bats. That's one quarter of the time he goes down on strikes. Michael Conforto, we mentioned him just outside the top five. 25 strikeouts and 67 at bats. That's more than a third of the time he goes down on strikes, but he does have six homers and 14 RBIs. And unlike Dickerson, he's walked 13 times. He has an on-base percentage of 420 and an OPS of 1092. Uh, so those are, those are some of the, uh, the better players. Now, in terms of uh, stock up, stock down, uh, guys who you don't expect to see at the top, Cameron Mabin of the Angels. He is a little banged up right now. Uh, he has uh, he's hampered day to day with a knee issue, but a 254 average, uh, and you wonder, okay, well, why is he in the top uh, top ten? In fact, he's t- he is tenth all by himself, or I'm sorry, ninth in um, uh, outfielders over the last three weeks. Well, he has six steals and seven attempts. He has six doubles, 
uh, scored 14 runs, and his OPS is at 831. Cameron Mabin, you don't really expect him to uh, uh, to have that kind of um, offensive output, but the Angels are starting to hit. Also, Adam Frazier, we talked about him uh, in terms of our weekly best, but 385 and 52 at-bats, two homers and 13 runs batted in, uh, only six strikeouts in those 52 ABs. Hunter Renfro of the Padres, the young Padres, and Renfro with four homers and 10 RBIs, 279 average, slugging 590. Kevin Pillar has added offense to his weaponry, as, as he uh, has always been known as a very good defensive player. But he's at 295 with seven homers and seven steals and 13 RBIs in 190 at-bats. So he's adding some power, and he's adding some average. And for the last three weeks, he's at 261 with four steals and four attempts and three home runs and four RBIs. Um, other players that uh, have been playing well, Eduardo Nunez, who qualifies in the outfield, is back at 319 with six steals and seven attempts, two homers, 10 RBIs uh, in his last 69 at-bats. Lurie Garcia, who is a hot pickup candidate, 298 average with a slugging percentage of 544 in his last 57 at-bats. He has four homers. Nine RBIs. Uh, add to that Aaron Altier, 262 average, but five homers and 15 runs batted in. We've been talking about Altier for several weeks now as a player that you should pay attention to. 296 average for the year, 584 slugging percentage, and he has eight home runs, 26 RBIs. He's already set career highs in both, and he had more at-bats last year and the year before that. So he is uh, – uh, he has definitely moved his game up a couple of notches. He's 26 years old, six foot five, 219-pound outfielder, and somebody definitely you should still take a look at if he's still available in your league. He very well may not be. Abasayil Garcia, 304 average, 565 slugging. Uh, these are all guys that have been playing well, and, and maybe you didn't expect them to play as well. Jason Worth, we've talked about him too. 291 average, four homers, nine RBIs in his last 55 at bats, 545 slugging percentage uh, for him. Uh, so those are some guys. Aaron Hicks, that's another good one of the Yankees. Three homers, eight RBIs, similar to Kevin Pillar in that he's he's adding offense to what has always been a very good defensive player. Never quite figured it out in Minnesota and is starting to figure it out with the Yankees. 265 uh, batting average, but a 490 slugging and a 410 on base. Three homers, three steals in the last three weeks, batting 292 for the year with eight homers and 20 RBIs and more walks than strikeouts. He does have quite a few strikeouts, but he has a ton of walks. Uh, so he's uh, one of those um, three, uh, um, three, three possibility player, either a home run, a walk, or a strikeout. He doesn't hit a ton of home runs, but he is definitely in that walk or strikeout camp. Um, so th- those, are, those are some players to, uh, to look at in terms of stock up. Stock down. Uh, Jay Bruce, 191 in his last three weeks. Two homers, nine RBIs, 17 strikeouts, and 63 at-bats. Only 25 fantasy points for him. Chris Davis, uh, not the one in Baltimore, the one in Oakland. The one, Chris Davis, Chris with a K. Uh, Four homers, 11 RBIs in the last three weeks. A 188 batting average. He is still slugging 391, so that's an ISO of 203. But He's uh, uh, not hitting the ball for average, which, you know, he started hitting the ball for average early in the year. He has 14 homers on the season. He got off to an amazing start. Uh, but he's back to a low batting average, high home run output. Uh, and so, so the early returns on Davis kind of changing things around is, is really n- not the case. 
so he is, and he is at 29 years old. So you don't know if he's going to learn any new tricks at, at this point. Um, so that is, uh, uh, that is a stock down uh, candidate as well. Michael Saunders, 172 batting average. So he is kind of came crashing down to earth, 28 fantasy points in his last uh, three weeks. Uh, other players who uh, you would expect more out of, uh, Cole Calhoun, 147 average, 234 on base, 235 slugging, 21 strikeouts in his last 68 at-bats. Uh, Byron Buxton continues to uh, confound fantasy owners for the year now. Uh, his batting average is at 184 and 125 at-bats. He had one really good month in September. People thought the worst was behind him, uh, and he only has two home runs and 125 at-bats with 49 strikeouts. He does have six steals. Um, but it, even in rotisserie, he's killing you because of the of the bad batting average. Taylor Motter at 183 in his last 60 at-bats. Alex Gordon, 163 in his last 43 at-bats with 13 strikeouts. Alex Gordon, what happened? He was a player that was a, you know an everyday gold glover. He's batting 175 this year with no home runs and 35 Ks and 143 at-bats. And last year, he came crashing down to earth at 220 for the year with 17 homers. But here's a guy who's batted 300 in a full season. Back in 2011 for the Royals, he really had his coming out party with 23 homers and 87 RBIs. Before then, he was kind of plodding along with only one um, above 250 season in four seasons with the uh, Royals. But in 2011, he put it all together and started a really good run uh, where he hit between 13 and 23 home runs every year. Uh, every year for the next uh, uh, five, and his batting average went only as low as 265 and as high as that 303. Well, now he's uh, uh, he's really hurting at the plate. Five extra base hits in 143 at-bats in 41 games. He's getting at-bats. He's just not getting it done, and maybe um, he is uh, declining at this point. Jorge Soler, also with the Royals, the former Cub, 157 average, uh, with uh, striking, striking out a third of the time. Um, and Odebel Herrera at 181 and only um, three fantasy points in the last three weeks. 72 at-bats, three points, because he has one RBI and 20 strikeouts in 72 at-bats. So that is a look at stock up, stock down for outfielders. Let's take a look at injuries because the there are significant injuries uh, for some outfielders. As uh, Hunter Pence uh, put on the DL with a hamstring injury. He is beginning a rehab assignment next week. Ryan Braun just put on the DL with a calf injury. Um, he's on the 10-day. He aggravated it, chasing down a, a fly ball. Still, uh, there, the MRI uh, is pending, uh, so not sure what his, um, uh, what his diagnosis will be, but a 262 average and 103 at-bats with seven home runs. He has been um, uh, productive at the plate but he re-aggravated that calf injury. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury with a concussion. Uh, he has uh, uh, he's had a pretty good uh, year so far. Concussion and a neck sprain while making a catch, crashing into the wall on Wednesday night against the Royals. Uh, batting 281 for the year with uh, four homers, eight stolen bases, and 19 runs scored in 39 games. Lonnie Chisenhall, also a concussion. Jock Peterson, also a concussion. There's been a rash of concussions with outfielders. A lower-grade concussion for Chisholm Hall, according to Terry Francona. Uh, so they have, uh, they have kind of let him, uh, let him rest. 
as he's been out for the last uh, couple of days, so they put him on the seven-day DL. Jock Peterson, uh, he had a nasty collision with uh, Yasiel Puig, full speed, and that was Tuesday against St. Louis. Uh, so uh, Chris Taylor will take his uh, space in center field. Taylor's kind of a do-it-all guy. He was taking Forsyth's spot at second. Uh, he can uh, he can play short, and he's going to play the outfield as well. Uh, A.J. Pollock with a groin injury. He's out, and he is getting back into baseball activities. 299 average for him, 11 stolen bases in 37 games. Uh, also, David Dahl, he is looking to come back and make his season debut. He has had a rib injury all year. He's taking batting practice, so he's starting to uh, he's resume baseball activities and getting close to a rehab assignment at this point. Ioannis Cespedes, but speaking of rehab assignments, he uh, did play in his first one in St. Lucie yesterday, 0 for 2, and uh, played six innings. Looking to get back to it. He has had 63 at-bats for the season, and he has six home runs. So he's been great when he's been in there, but he's been out for quite a while. Um, Brock Holt was uh, down indefinitely. Vertigo symptoms for him. Uh, basically, he saw, he saw a specialist, and he will be out indefinitely. You know, memories of Nick Asaski, if you uh, go back that far for the Red Sox. Um, but um, Brock Holt, uh, it, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. He's a fringe fantasy leaguer at this point, but just uh, interesting there. Uh, Howie Kendrick continues to come back from an oblique injury. The Philadelphia Philly four-game rehab assignment is upcoming uh, next week in, uh, Lehigh, in Lehigh Valley with the Iron Pigs. Um, otherwise, uh, Mitch Hanniger also trying to come back from an oblique as well trying to resume his rehab assignment as he had some soreness, so he, uh, uh, they, they shut him down for a bit. Carlos Gomez on the DL with a hamstring injury, running at about 60%, according to Rangers GM John Daniels. He's hitting in the cage and throwing, uh, but he is not back yet, not progressing as well as expected. So that is a look at injuries among outfielders. Quite a few top-name outfielders. Uh, let's take a look at, uh, at hot pickups among outfielders uh, for – Shallow leagues, those are eight-team leagues and lower. Medium-sized leagues, which are usually 10-team leagues. And deep leagues, which is 12-team 12 league, uh, leagues or higher. Adam Frazier is the flavor of the week. He's, he's getting uh, some love and available in medium-sized leagues. By the way, the live feed about to cut out. The podcast-only version uh, is starting now. Of course, you can always uh, listen to the entire 45-minute show, which is the 30-minute uh, live feed that you just heard, the 15-minute podcast-only version. You can uh, download the podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, the Smart Radio app, and also we link to the latest audio on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman. Like us on Facebook. Come, come in, say hello, uh, come back early and often. And you can start the conversation or join the conversation there or on Twitter, at gstatman. That's at g-s-t-a-t-m-a-n. The website is statmansportsonline.com. And the only place you can listen live, and you can also download podcasts from there, uh, that is our show page, our Sports with the uh, Statman sports page. Sorry, Sports with the Statman uh, radio show page, and that is on Blog Talk Radio. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman. That's T-H-E-statman. We'll be on with you next Saturday morning, regular time this time, 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, for the uh, This Week in Fantasy Sports segment. So we hope you can join us there. We hope you're joining us today. Uh, Adam Frazier, as I mentioned, in medium-sized leagues for outfielders. Cameron Maben also uh, available in medium-sized leagues. His batting average for the year is only a 240, but he has 10 stolen bases in 41 games. 
He is bothered by a knee issue. So between the two, I would definitely go for Adam Frazier, who has come injury, and he is batting 346 and 101 at bats. He's only 25 years old, a left-handed hitting outfielder. And with the amount that Andrew McCutcheon is struggling, Frazier's getting some time in the outfield. And also Starling Marte is uh, suspended for PED use. And and you have uh, a couple of guys, uh, starting guys, out of the outfield. Gregory Polanco was on the DL. He came back. So the Pirates have had a real tough time with injuries in the outfield. But Frazier has been a bright spot. Uh, also uh, in medium-sized leagues, Max Kepler of the Minnesota Twins batting 262. He's not a high-average guy. He strikes out a lot, 30 Ks and 145 at-bats. But he hits home runs, five homers in 42 games, which is a little less than you expect, 21 uh, RBIs. Last year, he had uh, 19, I'm sorry, 17 homers as a rookie in uh, only 113 games, uh, but he only batted 235. So he's hitting for a higher average and available in medium-sized leagues. In shallow leagues, Ian Happ, even though his regular position is second base, if he does play second base, he'll get you some, uh, some versatility. And with the Cubs, that's always a possibility anyway. Just look at Anthony Rizzo, who qualifies at second base in a lot of leagues. But Ian Happ has played 12 games in the major leagues, 41 at-bats. He's batting 268, And uh, his average has dipped quite a bit just because of a 1-for-13 a slump over the last four days. Uh, and when you only have uh, 41 at-bats, that will lower your uh, batting average. And it did, in his case, from, uh, uh, from 357 down to 268. Uh, but he's a rookie who's getting a lot of playing time, uh, especially in the outfield right now. So uh, Ian Happ is a shallow league ad and definitely a keeper league ad uh, for sure. Um, in really deep leagues, Jorge Bonifacio of the Kansas City Royals only uh, only signed in 3% of CBSSports.com leagues. That will go up to 6. He's at 272 and 92 at bat, 6 home runs and 15 RBIs. He's a 23-year-old outfielder. And uh, we just talked about how Gordon and Soler are stocked down among outfielders. Jorge Bonifacio is getting uh, some playing time. And uh, he had four straight games with a home run uh, that ended on the 23rd, started on the 19th. So uh, those are uh, four of his six home runs. So he has uh, hit the ball out of the ballpark recently. Uh, Lurie Garcia also uh, 18% owned. Um, and and we, uh, we talked about him. So, those are some really good options down the line of, uh, of outfielders who you may want to take a closer look at. And let's take a look at rookies among outfielders. Uh, Cody Bellinger, who qualifies at first and in the outfield, now that Adrian Gonzalez is back, Bellinger has moved to the outfield. He's batting 275, nine home runs and 25 runs batted in. He has struck out 36 times and 109 at-bats, but his OPS is at 920. And among uh, hitters in the uh, National League, he is the best. Aaron Judge. Um, Mitch Haniger and uh, also uh, Chad Pinder of the Oakland A's have OPSs that are higher among rookies, but uh, Bellinger has the highest OPS of any rookie in the National League. Uh, also add to that among outfielders, we just mentioned Haniger, we mentioned Judge, Aaron Judge, uh, 322 average, 1105 OPS. He has the most of anyone, 15 homers and 152 at-bats right now. If you were to have the voting for the Rookie of the Year, Judge would win it in the American League. Uh, you also have Bonifacio, as I mentioned. Uh, Manuel Margot of the Padres, uh, 259. is that average has sunk a bit. Five steals in 10 attempts, so he's been caught stealing five times. He has six doubles and three triples, four homers and 185 at-bats. That is a big outfield in San Diego. Bradley Zimmer has been called up by Cleveland. 
seven for his first 24 with a homer and three RBIs. Uh, Andrew Benatendi, of course, probably the, the most hyped uh, outfielder, uh, rookie outfielder in baseball. He's batting 280, but he is only at 231 in his last three weeks. Five homers and 26 RBIs for the season, add eight doubles and seven steals to that number. Uh, Andrew Tolles, who's out for the year, before he was out for the year, he did bat 271 and hit five homers in, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, five homers in 96 at bats. Uh, Hunter Renfro, only a 230 average for him. Ben Gamel, he qualifies as a rookie. He's a 283. He's had cups of coffee with the Brewers and the Yankees. He's now with Seattle. And um, uh, his OPS is at 7.98. And speaking of Seattle, Mitch Hanniger, as we uh, started to mention, 3.42 average and only 79 at bats, trying to come back from an oblique injury. But his OPS is at 10.24, or I'm sorry, 10.54 in his first 21 games. So those are uh, some rookies and how they are performing. All right, on to uh, starting pitchers, as we have about 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, the top starters, we know who they are. Stock up, stock down. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Zach Grinke is fourth, Kershaw's first. But number two and number three, Alex Wood is number two. Four and oh in his last four starts. No earned runs allowed in 23 and a third innings. Only two of his four starts were quality because he didn't last six innings. But 15 hits, 33 Ks in those 23 innings, .90 whip. He has 106 points over his last uh, three weeks. Lance McCullers of Houston, we all talked about him as a rookie, and he's had a really solid year. 3-0 and in a four-start span. No one runs in 24 innings. And, an OP, and, and I'm sorry, a whip of .67 for the year. In 10 starts, he's 5-1 and with a 2.43 ERA. He's a 23-year-old right-hander. So those are a couple of, uh, couple of young pitchers who have not allowed a single earned run in, a, in the last three weeks. Jose Barrios is fifth among all fantasy starters in the last three weeks, and all he did was had three quality starts out of the gate 1.66 ERA, 22 strikeouts and 21 and two-thirds innings. And he came up from Rochester where he had, uh, you know, basically he had a terrible uh, uh, call-up last year, started out in Rochester, and whatever he did, he figured it out. Maybe it was confidence or whatever. Um, but he has had a quality start each and every time out. Struck out 11 against Colorado at home in uh, allowing no runs on two hits and seven and two-thirds innings. And he has been uh, nothing short of uh, fantastic small sample, but Berrios is going to be here to stay in Minnesota. Uh, in terms of stock up, we talked about Eduardo Rodriguez, 3 and 242 ERA in his last 26 innings. Um, also, Zach Godley of the Arizona Diamondbacks, 1 and 1 in four starts. But in those four starts, 1.69 ERA, 0.97 whip, and 20 strikeouts in 26 and two-thirds innings, 72 fantasy points. If you take that one and one and you make it three and oh, that's an additional 18 points. That puts him tied with Grinke for fourth place uh, among all starters in the last three weeks. So the wins and losses, which are largely out of your control, it's run support and how long you last in the game. Um, Godley has had some tough luck. Tyler Anderson, 2-1, 2.55 ERA for Colorado, 71 fantasy points. Mike Leak has been 2-1 with a 2.57 ERA and a whip under one at .86. Herman Marquez of the Rockies, 3-0 in three starts. One of them wasn't quality, but two of them were. .95 ERA, 17 strikeouts in 19 innings, and a 1.05 whip. Uh, those are some, some good ones. Sonny Gray, do you remember that name? Well, he has come back now. And he is uh, he's on the warpath. He is two and zero in his last four starts. Twenty four strikeouts and twenty three two thirds innings. A two six six 
ERA. Matt Shoemaker, 2.92 ERA in his last three starts. Dan Straley of the Miami uh, Marlins, 2-0 in his last four starts. 2.74 ERA and a whip of under one. Um, those are those are some good uh, stock up players. Mike Clevenger, who's a hot pickup, 2.82 ERA, 2-1 in his last four starts, a 1-1-6 whip, and 25 strikeouts in 22 and a third innings. And Michael Fulmer is back, 2-1 and one in 21 innings, a 2-1-4 ERA and a 1-1-4 whip. Let's take a look at some guys that are not getting it done among uh, starting pitchers, guys who are in the negative. Zach Eflin of the Phillies, minus 38 fantasy points in his last three starts, 0-2, 10.12 ERA. Uh, Matt Boyd, minus 36 points. He has an 8.35 ERA in his last four starts. Miguel Gonzalez of the White Sox, 0-3, 8.04 ERA. 1.98 whip. Uh, also, Julio Urias sent down after three bad starts, 0-2, 9-2-4 ERA in his last uh, in his last three outings. Uh, Chase Anderson, 7-7-1 ERA, 0-1 in three starts. Ian Kennedy, 11.57 in two starts. Uh, Jason Hamill, 6-6-3 ERA in three starts, 0-3 for him. And uh, the list goes on and on. So that is not a good uh, situation. Oh, here's one. Masahiro Tanaka of the Yankees, one and three in his last four starts. Two quality, but two terrible starts. 31 hits allowed in 19 innings, an 8.53 ERA, and a 1.89 whip, minus nine points in his last three weeks. So that is a look there at uh, um, the best and the worst stock up, stock down in among starters. Now, looking at rookies and uh, starting pitchers, Antonio Senzatella. A 7-1 with a 3.19 ERA and 10 starts. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys. 37 Ks in 62 innings, but he doesn't walk a lot of guys either. and That helps in Colorado, only 18 walks in 62, uh, 62 innings. There's three Colorado starters on this list. And you don't say Colorado starters and, and best, you know, in the same sentence a lot of times. Kyle Freeland, 5-2, 3-3-1 ERA and 9 starts. Herman Marquez in 6 starts, 3-2, 3.86 ERA. They are the three best rookie starters in baseball. Ty Block of the Giants, 2-2, two and two, 4.10 ERA. He has seven relief outings, but has made six starts now. Once again, he's not striking anybody out. 14 strikeouts at 41 and two-thirds. Uh, but those are your best um, starters come, uh, from, from a rookie perspective. Amir Garrett started off well, but in eight starts, he's now at 3-3 three and three with a 6 ERA. Tyler Glass now is at 6-6-9. Six, six, uh, rookie Davis for the Reds, one and two with a 7.58 ERA in five starts. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is kind of in the middle for the Yankees, eight starts, two and three, 4.30 ERA, and he does have some strikeouts, 43 Ks and 46 innings. Um, also, Jarrell Cotton of the A's, three and four and seven starts with a 5.68 ERA. So those are some stock up, stock down for you. In terms of injuries, A.J. Griffin on the DL with a side injury. He started off well, but he has really pitched poorly lately. 5.77 ERA now for the season in eight games. Intercostal strain for him. Um, so he was just placed on the DL yesterday. Taiwan Walker with a hand injury. Uh, he is moving forward in his rehab assignment, throwing a bullpen session. And uh, uh, he is going to miss another turn in the rotation. Uh, Corey Kluber with a back injury. Rehab appearance, one hit in five innings for Double A Akron, uh, so he is nearing a return. 5.06 ERA for him. He's had an uncharacteristic season. J A Happ for Toronto, 
uh, could return as early as Tuesday from an elbow injury. And uh, that Tuesday start would be against uh, Asher Wojciechowski of the Cincinnati Reds. And that game would be at home. Amir Garrett, speaking of the Reds, hip injury on the DL, hip inflammation. Uh, So as I mentioned, he started off hot, but he allowed nine earned runs in Milwaukee uh, in late April. And then his last two starts, six earned runs in Chicago and seven at home against Cleveland as ERA ballooned from 4.25 to six in just two starts. Uh, So he's on the DL there. Francisco Liriano with a shoulder. Steven Matz looking to come back soon from an elbow, as well as David Price. Matz, one more rehab start. And for David Price, uh, he is looking to reenter the rotation uh, sli- he, he will start on Memorial Day uh, afternoon in Chicago against Jose Quintano, Battle of Lefties there. Uh, in terms of hot pickups, Mike Clevenger, as we mentioned, in medium-sized leagues. Joe Ross also getting some love as he has been called up now and is pitching better one run on five hits in eight innings at home against Seattle. A good start for him, so he is in the rotation now for Washington. Herman Marquez in medium-sized leagues. Tyler Anderson in medium-sized leagues. Denelson Lamette of the Padres had a great major league debut against the Mets. He's available in deep leagues as well as Erasmo Ramirez, Martin Perez of Texas, Brad Peacock for Houston as he is uh, looking to uh, get a spot start as he's usually in the bullpen. And in shallow leagues, uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, Sonny Gray, and, of course, Jose Barrios, if he's in your league, grab him and start running. Uh, we don't have time for the relief pitchers this week, so we will, uh, uh, we will take a look at the situation at closer next week in Fantasy Focus, as well as our all-statman team for the month of May in Fantasy Baseball and Fantasy Hockey. That's going to do it here from northern New Jersey. I'm George Zopolis, the Statman. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next Saturday morning. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.